Welcome to Fatty Z Muskie Podcast. I'm Andy. Joined remotely, I have Vance. Good evening. Good evening. I'm back. You are back. I have Todd. Good evening. Good evening, Andy. Shoot him in the leg. I'm back, too. Okay. And I have Gear Man. Hi, Gear Man. Yeah, by some miracle, I'm back. <laughs> I know. This is two shows in a row. I don't know what's happening here. I, I know. I appreciate it, definitely. Yeah, we... Uh, well, we promised everyone that you'd be another um, tester on the bait testing shows. So, just so happens to line up pretty nicely here. So, um, God, oh my God, was everything all right? No. You want to talk about it <laughs> since we're recording? I just realized something. <laughs> so, there's been this like awful stench. My wife just came up a little bit ago that is in our camper. Ooh. And it kind of like smells, it's just like a powerful odor. It kind of smells like a hot dog. And I'm like thinking there's like meat left out somewhere. I just figured out what it was. How about you share? She put like these fresh garlic cloves out in our like outdoor kitchen. And I found them behind these like wood pellets. And I just opened up the bag and I, I don't think I can smell anymore. <laughs> like, like that, might just gave, that might have just gave me COVID nineteen. Uh, I can't. Oh smell gosh. Uh, okay. Now, now that the lining of your nose is is melted, oh what? Yeah. What? What is the purpose of, of this garlic? Is it to keep rodents away? Well, it's certainly a conversation I'm going to have with her uh, later. <laughs> I think it was for cooking, but. But it, it just it, it ended up not making it into the food. No, it's like stuffed back here. What the hell? It's not a good place. And okay, what? And you opened up a thing of wood pellets to take a big whiff, like no, like I'm I'm standing out of my outdoor kitchen. There's a lot of wood pellets out here because I have uh, a wood pellet grow out here. So like they're up in my uh-huh. outdoor kitchen. Then I moved it just because I saw something like this bag with condensation on it. And I'm like, oh my god, this is it? I opened it up and confirmed the smell, and it's the last thing I'll ever smell. Okay, so did did you like put your nose in it and just like inhale deep, or you just opened it up and it hit you? Yeah, I would say I was probably about 18 inches away from the nose, and it was it's bad. I mean, I stunk up the neighborhood here. It's bad. Did it clear the mosquitoes? <sighs> yes. Yes. Well, it can't be all let's that conti- bad. Let's continue. This is, that was crazy. Yeah, I mean, it was great. I mean, we're 49 seconds into the show, and we get sidetracked. Sidetracked. I know. Oh, my God. Okay, Mr. throw Ma- these out in the road. <laughs> Put them in the neighbor's garbage. <laughs> I'll take care of this later. Just throw it in someone's open tent. Wow. <laughs> Good to go. All right. Are you sure you're good? Positive. All right. All right. This show, this very professional show of ours, is brought to you by Fat AZ Muskie Products. FatAZMuskie.com is the website. You can find us also on social media through Facebook and Instagram. I still have some show colors of baits left in the inventory closet. Uh, the website is up to date if you're looking for some baits, rod holders. I'm, 
I've got another good email today. Another box of down east salties have come are coming my way. So I think that I might be through the worst of it, and I might be uh, here removing that little warning at the top that I don't have any inventory. Um, they're not here yet. I'll probably see them early next week. But I'm comfortable now saying that I, I will be able to uh, fulfill orders. Um, let's see. Uh, let's jump back to the baits real quick. Team Rhino Outdoors and Musky Tackle Online. Both online retailers do carry our baits, predominantly the Raptor jerkbait line. And how's Hogan Hut? They, they're probably about out of stuff. There's not much left. There's not much yeah. left. Picked through very nicely. Okay. Yeah, you know, I stopped. I counted up the other day. There was about 70 baits in there. Okay. All right. Well, that's some. I mean, when you start throwing across the product lines, that's just a, that's not a dozen or so yeah, of each. Yeah. Yeah. There was a dozen or dozen or so. The, the tens, gliders, there was, I don't, I don't know if there was maybe one soft tail left. It was about it. So I wonder why. Going, but yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. All right. And, um, I'm going to just kick this over to Todd. Money Creek Fishing Guides, mcfishingguides.com. Get a hold of us. We'll be fishing next year in uh, Pennsylvania, some different bodies of water. Uh, setting up our books for next season already. Chautauqua is about filled up for the season here this year, but next year we'll be starting up April and May, Pennsylvania, and we'll be back up here at Chautauqua and uh we there's really no openings right now. We're just working off of cancellation dates. So, you know, if you want to come up, get a hold of us. We'll do our best to get you on, and we'll definitely do our best to get you on some fish. Right on. And uh, if you do come up fishing with us, you'll be in a ranger boat. Big shout out to them for sponsoring the show and Muddy Creek. Um, get all your ranger boat needs at Vicks Sports Center in Kent, Ohio. I think things are looking up for the boat industry. They might be getting one or two stockies in. Uh, with their orders. Um, they did reopen up their books to take orders for 2022 boats, uh, which is cool. Um, and if you're in that boat market, they have Tritons, Starcraft, Star Welds, and of course, Rangers and the used boats. They're going as quick as the new ones. You know, somebody has them in, they're friggin' gone in a day. So, uh, if you're in the market, check them out. Uh, St. Croix rods, best rods on earth. Uh, give them a shot when you are thinking about buying a musky rod. I've had the musky mojo out, the casting one, the new one, uh, when we had that gentleman on. And they're really nice. Uh, like, I picked that, that musky mojo up, and I couldn't tell much of a difference um, between the Legend Tournament Series. It was an 8.6. It was heavy. It wasn't extra heavy. Um, and it was a split grip, which I don't really like, but, uh, those are really, really nice rods. They've of course taken over the line of the premieres. Um, but yeah, check them out. They're great rods. Use them, abuse them. Very nice. So Vance, are you ready to do aqua traction or you want me to do it? I would just say that you're better at it. So go ahead. Man, with that excuse, I think you should just you know, muscle through it. You'll get better through repetition. 
Yeah, but you have you have all like the things in front of you. <laughs> you know. So I don't Okay. Mr. No Smell over here. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh if you're looking to maybe give your 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 boat. You love your boat. There's no reason to get rid of your boat. But you want a little bit of a facelift, you know, it might need some carpet. You know, you got some spots that are maybe not glued down anymore. Maybe you got some vinyl. It's you might think it's a little slippery at times, you know, and you just maybe just want to not a new boat, but you kind of want that new boat feel. Um, take a look at Aqua Traction. Um, it makes my boat look like brand new. It, it it's a, it's a different feel in the boat. And believe it or not, guys, I've been on it two times this year. Huh? Amazing. I know. Extremely amazing. And, wow. uh, you know, <laughs> Both times this boat, the floor has gotten wet, and I don't feel that it's slippery. Um, I actually like the grip. It does it does feel like less impact on my body because I'm so fragile. And uh, but you know that's what you're going to get with that uh, cross-linked closed cell polyethylene foam. It's stain resistant. You want to know what also it is resistant of? Absolutely. Okay. I bet you guys can't guess this, but pretzels. Wow. <laughs> pretzels do not stick to it. And I bet you if I even did what Todd's favorite is, potato chips, they don't stick to it oh. as well. You're going to ask, how do you know pretzels don't stick to this flooring? Well, I had two children in my boat last Friday, and half the pretzels were on the floor, and they smashed them in as best they could. Oh, my God. <laughs> nice little sourdough pretzels. They're great. Right. Um, those, those nice little bite-sized ones. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was a hoot, but just in case anyone's wondering, you're not going to get pretzel stains on this flooring. Um, this is made to your boat. This is not something where they're going to just open up some CAD file that they have sitting there, hit print and stuff doesn't line up. This is made for your boat. And to do that, they go in there with a really cool little machine and they digitize your boat. So essentially they're making a CAD program of your surfaces. You go through like a little, I'm going to say design process with them and you go back and forth and you come up with what you want and, you know, then they let the CNC router do the magic, and it's it's a really cool process. Um, and this stuff, you know, it's 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 great. As I've already said, it's non-slip. It's easy to clean. It's sound dampening. It provides style and comfort. They got a fairly fast turnaround, I'd say, for what you're um, really trying to accomplish here. Um, you know, a whole new floor that had to be digitized. I I'd say, I'd say that you should definitely give Aqua Traction. A good look. And um, our dealer uh, was AMF Marine. So contact Nick at nick at amfmarine.com. His website is amfmarine.com. And, um, you know, if you're in the area, if not, you probably uh, find another local dealer. All right, Steve. Yes, sir. Well, I'm going to add on to your aqua tracks, if you don't mind. Let's do it. Uh, It feels good on your back, too. Because when Andy got my ass up at like 3.30 in the morning to get on the lake, there was a long period where we weren't catching anything. So I actually laid down the floor, and it felt good. (laughs) 3.30. You were at my house at 3.15. 
I was early. I was there because I don't miss deadlines when it times to go fishing. But uh, but by like 9:30 of catching, uh, very limited. Uh, it, it felt good to lay down for a while. So I, I could attest to the comfort in that realm. <laughs> yeah. And, and How many did you have in the box before six? Two. Worth yeah. them. It was, it man, was... they were like, we, we thought we were going to have six before five. That's how fast the first two came. And then it two yeah, for well, three. Talk like, about a late right, right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. No, no, it's cool. We, we, we talked about how the wheels fell off everything. So, yeah. Losing baits, but... <laughs> shorts, everything. Just shorts, losing your clothes and steam. No, shorts as that? in uh, fish that oh. were not making the, the legal oh. minimum. I was yeah. gonna say, and yeah. you lost your shorts. I know, I know you're dainty walking on that new traction stuff. Does Andy, yeah. does Andy even wear shorts, <laughs> or is he in, in the Higher Things Club now that he has this new floor? He thinks he can just bust out fancy shorts. I, went, he, I think he has capris. I think they're like high. Are they capris? <laughs> yeah, I just I roll up my pants. That that's how I do this. <laughs> I just keep rolling them up. Yeah. If, they, if Andy has shorts, he definitely cut off jeans. <laughs> just like the cutoff t-shirt okay. oh yeah exactly. and they don't have back pockets either <laughs> yes, cut off sweatpants. Yeah. <laughs> oh man so all right yeah so i'll go with uh, my buddy sh fish and sticks he, again you guys talk about st Croix rods he, he does a lot of great custom rods i can't say enough about them and uh, as i mentioned before you know when you have that custom gear it, it just makes fishing that much more enjoyable in my opinion especially when uh the fish don't cooperate as well so it, it's it's my excuse for uh the, the expenditures if you will so that's all i got very nice all right this is our second show of the official bait review um i did brief testing so did steve and then they went to Todd. Uh, Steve and I, we did our testing on the same boat on the same day. And uh, then I mailed them down to Todd's wife. Todd's wife brought them up. And I don't know how long Todd tested them, but they had a couple weeks to play with them. And now they're in Vance's hands. Is that These are well-traveled bait. Yeah, mm-hmm. You're exactly right. Well-traveled bait. Yeah. All right. Uh, the three baits that we tested... Um, the first one that we're going to be talking about is, uh, it's called the Grubby Slasher. It's from B&N Tackle. The uh, second bait we're going to be testing, it's a glider. It's called Double Trouble from Matt Galipsy. And the last one is a Smitty bait. And I, I like this name a lot. It's called the Large Jerk Bait. There you go. I mean, <laughs> right to the point. To the point. So, in that order, we are going to be reviewing these baits. So, let's just dive right into B&N Tackle. So, my little phone interview with them last night, I got a little more particulars. Now, uh, Todd and Vance and myself, we know these guys. They're Ohio guys. They um, they go to just about every muskie show that I know of. Like, Justin, we, we've talked to these... It's a father-son uh, bait bait business. And uh, just about anywhere we're at, they're at. And they're actually at more places than where we are, where we, we go. They're out there hustling. 
They started the mm-hmm. business in mm, 2006, 2007. Uh, they started it making bucktails and spinnerbaits. Um, and they were, you know, they were chugging along there. And as the story goes, in about 2016, they responded to a musky first post about a uh, crankbait business trying to kind of get out of get out of the deal and sell the sell it off. And uh, one thing led to another. They bought the Talons line, and it was all finalized in roughly January of 2017. And all of the product lines transferred over to them. Um, it's kind of like a it's a small shop business. Um, I'm not sure if the father is retired. I do know that the uh, the son he does have a a normal job, but all, everything they do is made in house. So it's either in the basement or the workshop. And they, uh, I would probably rate them at a small to medium production. Um, so so they're doing quite a few baits and just talking. Last night, they're they're sitting in about the same boat as a lot of these bait makers right now. They're really busy, um, you know, making baits. So, you know, they're making hay while the sun shines. The um, They have inventory on their site, so definitely check that out off their website, which I don't have the website handy here, but I believe it's like BNN Tackle. I'm a horrible host, but search them <laughs> and you'll find them there. But here's here's the thing. There is no online retailer. And they have they have online retailers. They also have brick and mortar. Um in the conversation we had yesterday, he talked about Raleigh and Helen's carries. Uh Kelly carries their baits. But here's the catch. There is no retailer for the grubby slasher. So um we're kind of kind of being in the uh I don't they've been making these, but they they haven't really been pushing them. So this is kind of like a way to, to get the word out about this grubby slasher here. Um, it's a cedar bait. They shape it, seal it, paint it, and epoxy it. So pretty much standard construction. Um, and a lot of the assembly is done after the paint. So they're not masking off um, like lips and stuff like that, which kind of adds to a, a fit and finish mark there. Um, so kind of some neat stuff. This bait in the conversation is kind of like a 50, 50, you control it, you can cast it. Um, myself and Steve, we only casted it. We're going to talk about that a little bit here, but I know, uh, Vance and Todd prior to the show, we talked, they're going to, they're going to bring up some of the trolling aspects of it. So, um, that's kind of the background information on the company and the bait that we're going to be, uh, reviewing. So, Vance. Right on. Okay. Good. I'm glad you're there. Yep. Since the bait's directly in front of you and I just have a photo and describe describe the bait shape, if if you will. Just kind of give an overall view of what the bait is. Okay. The bait, uh the hard body of the bait. This is a large it's I would say it's relative it's pretty large. Um probably about an eight inch bait that they shot for here. Um, half wood, half grub tail almost. This is a giant grub tail on the back of it. If anyone's um, familiar, it's a Kalen's Magamba grub. So anyway, I think they're ma- making these like, I think that's just a bait in itself. Almost that grub tail. I've seen people put like, Oh yeah. Lead in a harness in it or something. Yep. 
I, well, growing up, we were always kind of, we, we referred to that as a halibut jig. Yeah. That's, that was Makes like sense. the thing to, to call yeah. it. But anyways, go ahead. Uh, yeah. And, um, you know, I would say it's, it's pretty thick. It's probably about like four inches around in diameter, something like that. Three, four, um, four inches in diameter. Are we looking at the same three. thing? Yeah, I'm. I could. I could girth this thing right now. Are you talking about circumference or diameter? Yes. Is diameter one? one oh yeah, I'm <laughs> talking about circumference. I'm sorry. <laughs> Diameter's cross to cross. Yeah. Circumference is middle to. Yeah, I know. We haven't been in school for a while. We just fish. Yeah. I'm like, sorry. this is okay. not a Pringles anyway, can. You gotta, okay. You gotta, you gotta bring it so back. So here's here's the thing. It's a little. It's it's kind of like an oval, uh, body shape. It's not a, like a perfect circle. Uh, it's got like a flat top and a flat bottom, and it's a, uh, a rounded side, so it's kind of like an oval shape. And it matches up pretty well with this uh, big grub tail. So it reminds me of the front end of a one of the big Wileys. That's that's I gonna, what I was hoping that was going to say. Looks, yeah, I, yeah. I, I didn't know if that was like something I shouldn't say or yeah. Say. It looks like a Wiley. It, it, on the front. It's cylindrical. Yeah. Its body is cylindrical, mm. which okay, is yes. is not it, uncommon it, shape for a, for a fishing yeah. bait. It's a, it, you can tell. Yeah, it, it's a laid bait. You know. Yeah, and it, and they, they shape the head, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, you got that. It's a two hook bait. There is uh, it's an eye eye screw construction, big thick Lexan lip, and you you got that. In fact, it is a Kalen's grub because I'm looking at the photo right now. Um, but Vance, what do you think it weighs? You don't have to give me a, a, a weight on this, but you say average, below average, above Man, average. Man, I would say it's probably like at best two to three ounces. Okay. And, um, you know, other than that, takeaways on, 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 the, uh, on the paint. I'm, from what I'm looking at here, it's it's a nice clean epoxy, uh, airbrushed finish, little bit of little bit of throat work on there, three um, D eyes. Mm-hmm. Am anything else that I'm missing that that I might not be picking up through the photo? Well, I would say the paint job's pretty nice on it. Uh, it's a great fish uh, catching paint job. The bars line up. Um, their perch bars on it are, are very nice. They have a nice scale that's nice and subtle but when you turn it in into the light it picks up very well and then of course you have that huge flashing uh grub tail off the back so it's pretty cool does this paint looking at my photo and i i want to does it have a hint of glitter in it absolutely okay so yeah there is some glitter in there there's a little bit of gold speckle in it um and i'm trying to run my uh fingernail in it right now because i test them by essentially trying to bake them as well as I can. Um, <laughs> like garlic cloves? Yes. <laughs> I should throw those in the fire. See what that does. But, uh, yeah, so this, the epoxy holds up nice. I mean, it's it's not something that they didn't, uh, you know, they had the, a, a good curing time on them. Um, and even after me letting them sit on the dash and uh, on the front casting platform and pretty much anywhere with sunlight, um, it held up. I cannot right now put my fingernail into it. And that is a huge pet peeve of mine. So. Mm-hmm. 
I like it. All right. So that's kind of how the bait looks um, without actually describing like the colors. This is kind of like a brown perch pattern-ish, the one that we tested. Not that it is really going to change anything one way or the other. It's just the bait that we have. Um, I'd, I'd call it a pike scale. Okay. Yeah. I, it, it's not a perfect brown perch because it has more like a white base to it, but yeah, um, brown brown bars on like a white base, whiter base, lighter base, I should say. Why do why do pike scale baits not even look like a pike? I don't know, and that's kind of why I, I avoid saying that. Isn't that weird? <laughs> yes. Yeah, like it's it's just brown and gold and white. No, like it's a pike. No, nope, it's not. Oh. I've never seen a pike like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but all right, Todd. I'm going to ask you first. Yeah. T- tell me, tell me about your testing. Give us some overall impressions and stuff, and a run through on the bait. Yeah. So at first, I I cast it a little bit, and you know, my here's my first impression. I look, I see that big grub looking at the hooks, and uh, every most crankbaits that I've got, uh, they had a grub tail on them there's always an issue with that hook catching into the grub. Like if you try to troll it, then all of a sudden the thing looks like it's out of tune, but the, the hook is catching. I, there's not a lot of trolling baits or casting baits out there like that. Crank baits that have a grub on the end. But that was my first impression. I wonder if this thing is going to hook up and it was not doing that. Uh, you know, I, I threw it for a while and messed around with it. I mean, it, uh, uh, it, it, it dove deeper than I expected uh, I mean, really nice shape, really nice action in the water. Then I put it to the test. I had to do a little more tuning to get it to run. I was trolling at about 4.2, 4.5 miles an hour, and I got it to run. And uh, I'm going to steal something I said that uh, uh, Vance said earlier. You know, Believer or SwimWiz makes one with a grub tail, and you're sort of the action reminded me of that. Maybe it's just because of the tail on there. That's one of the only baits that I've ever used that, or tried that much uh, tail on the end. They make a, a swim wheel that has a tail on the back. And, uh, yeah, reminded me of that. I'm sure that thing can uh, can get some fish. I mean, you can cast it. You can troll it. Neat, neat bait, in my opinion. Yeah. I'm going to jump to gear, man. You want to talk about your experience? Well, as you know, we just casted it. And so what I liked about it um, is it's one of these baits that give you a lot of action on a straight retrieve. I ripped it. I did all kinds of weird things with it. But just that kind of cast out and the slow crank back, it had a nice wobble. Like Todd said, you could fish it a lot deeper. But if you kind of slow rolled it, if you will, it would, it would give you a lot of action and stay above the weed. So it, I could see it for even beginners. You know, sometimes I take people out and you got to try to give them a lure that doesn't really take much skill to work, but you want something with action. I, I view this as one of those type of lures that you just throw out, again, above uh, submerged weeds or weed edges and just give it that slow crank and it's giving that heavy wobble with the tail dancing. Now you can crank it faster and you can feel the resistance and that, that lip really has it go down. And then you can rip it. It's buoyant. So you, 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 when you rip it, if you get it timed right, uh, you can keep it keep it under before it comes back up. So I, I think, you know, there's a lot of applications from a casting realm. And like Todd said, I, I didn't have that tail stick in, or because the way the grub is, the grub kind of curls up, and it's thick, and and it doesn't seem to kind of have that uh, 
uh, floppiness, if you will, when you cast it where the hooks catch into it. So, uh, we, you know, we made a lot of casts and not once did it foul up with that, that tail, which was good. Um, so I think, you know, uh, fr from that casting standpoint, it has a lot of uh, action to it and some versatility where it can be used. And so I don't, I don't know if we're doing what we did last time, like where would you fish it? I'm going to, I'm going to go back around for that one. Okay. All right. Yeah. Then I, I won't jump ahead. Sorry. You think I know this format by now, but so that's my impressions of it. Uh, I was, it was good to fish. I, I, I definitely, I definitely think that sucker would work. So, so yeah, from a casting uh, standpoint, it, it has merit. Nice. Vance, let's hear your experience. Uh, I did a little bit of both um, because when I first picked it up, I didn't know if it was considered a trolling bait or a casting bait. Um, it kind of has that look to it where it could do both. So I uh, I cast it initially just because I was casting that day. Um, and pretty much anything with a crankbait uh, lip you can cast, even though like I just don't. I don't do that. It's not my style, but um, straight retrieve, big thump, easy to use. Uh, you could twitch it as well. You could work it as a twitch bait. Um, and when I twitched it, it had just some wild, you know, side to side movement, hard thumps down, depending on where my rod tip was. Um, but then on the second day, I did troll it. Um, and I, I, I thought it was pretty neat, you know, it's a uh, pretty large profile for a trolling bait, uh, and especially with that, that grub tail on the back of it. Um, I did not have any issue with it going into it. And from like the puncture marks that, that are, that are not there from that back hook, I don't see any that got caught up in there from its testing. Um, so it's a big flashy bait with that, uh, with that grub tail. And like Todd said earlier, like I immediately thought believer uh, when I put it in there, almost like a jointed believer. That's how it kind of ran for me. Um, and it thumped pretty hard and it was nice and tuned up when I got it. So uh, credit everybody else to I'm taking sloppy fourths here, uh, but <laughs> it's uh well, I did most of the work for you guys. So you're welcome. <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> Mr. Two Days a Year. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I uh, like as soon as I put it in the water and I was going like, you know, four and a half miles an hour, I was, it kind of like took me back to like 2008, 2010, when all I had was like crap that they would, you know, force feed me in the muskie hunter. And I just like thought of a believer. But by no means is it, am I saying this is crap is obviously innovative but um i was like this looks like a jointed believer which are industry standards so i thought it was really cool yeah i'm going to kind of add on to that because i don't i'm not saying it's the only bait but i can't think of another big trolling bait that has an enormous grub on it and how you're saying like that like the jointedness of it it's just that big rubber tail back there that acts it's it kind of it can't follow the the the, the crankbait action so it's kind of always off a phase mm -hmm. yeah. and um so like know, acts as a jointed bait it, it, it has the appearance yeah. your your brain associates it to a jointed bait but it's really just a 
big curly grub back there putting a different kind of action that I don't believe, again, I could be mistaken, has a jointed bait or a, a crankbait, I should say, has a, it's got to be putting off a different vibration. It has to with that tail back there doing what it does. Um, Because, you know, a grub tail puts off a vibration. A paddle tail puts off a different kind of vibration. A straight crankbait, a type of vibration, a jointed crankbait. This is kind of like a hybrid thing that really isn't isn't very common out in the musky world right now. So it's kind of neat from that aspect. Um, you know, and, and you'd see that more with the trolling because you can get into a speed and it can hold a rhythm. Um, when I played around with a little bit, the couple things that struck me right off the bat was how much resistance it had reeling it in. I did not expect it to me. It had a really hard back and forth, you know, the, like that lip was really making this bait jiggle back and forth and, um, straight retrieving it. I'm like, yeah, this, this has some, this has some resistance to it. And when you jerk it hard, like jerk baiting it, you could really feel the pounds through the rod. But when you stopped, it's like the bait stopped. Like it didn't run off on you. Like and keep carrying momentum. It's like it has the parachute in the back, which is the big grub, and you got that lip that's really throwing a lot of action. So, you know, if you were, you know, cranking it in or something like that on a on a cast and you hit a log and you stop, that bait isn't gonna then continue in and, and you know, increase your chances of getting snagged. Has a nice rise to it and uh really something unique out there. Um I I I was impressed with the bait. So nice. Yeah. Yeah. They do a good job. Yeah, they do. And they, uh, I also want to mention the uh, hook size on here. It's probably, if you can imagine, uh, the bait, the hard wooden part where the cedar ends, there's kind of an angled, uh, screw eye. Um, and there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven ribs of this giant grub tail. And this hook is probably a six aught mustad or, maybe a seven i think it's a six um and it's still not getting hung up so there was some thinking just a visual for people yeah yeah and something i didn't mention earlier when i was doing the intro this is i would say a a, a middle average priced musky bait right now um on the website they're 45 dollars a piece which Mm. um Given that it can do a lot of things, I, I would say that that's that's a that's a great price point mm-hmm. um, for the casting and the trolling aspect of it. For so for someone on a budget, would you rather buy two twenty five dollar baits to kind of do one of each, or forty five for something that does both very well? So something to think about there on that. But um, let's kind of go around. When and where would you guys fish this? Uh, let's start with Todd. Man, I, you know, prop, I might not fish it right off the bat in the beginning of the season because I think it, it, you know, was getting, uh, like I said, it actually was getting a little deeper, but you can always, if you were casting, I'm thinking the trolling aspect of it, uh, the casting aspect, man. Well, you know, you're, of course I, I mean, you're thinking of trolling cause that's all we do. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Anything with a lip, I always think trolling first, but that's me. Uh, yeah, I mean, I fish that thing all 
all summer, fall, whatever. But you, well, I like it. yeah, you'd probably, uh, it, you're what you're saying is geared more towards warmer weather to to the fading temps in the fall. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. It's a larger bait. Okay. Yeah, uh, gear man. I'd agree. I'd, I'd, that sucker would come out like late June and go all the way into October, maybe November. And, and you know, looking at it from a casting aspect, uh, you know, it's, it's I think it's great above submerged weeds, weed edges. I think it has a lot of applications in the, the casting realm in those time frames. So that would be my uh, utilization of it. Okay, Vance? Yeah, I, I would call it like a musky hunter show special. Like you could see this on on that show uh, when they always have like shallow invaders or whatever raiders and top this and that. I'm gonna do it from a casting aspect. You can it's it's a versatile bait. Um, you can run it over over shallow weeds. Uh, you could crank it down to get deep. You control it, but like if, me personally, uh, if this was on my boat and I had some. I would hand it off to a novice because it has so much action. Um, whether it's straight retrieve, whether it's just tapping and popping, uh, that's when I would use it. I would hand it off to a client um, at any given time of the year. It's 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 versatile, so it's really cool. Okay, and uh, let's see. I guess I should probably answer my own question, shouldn't I? Um, well, since you tested it, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I. The, okay, so where I'd probably use it is, uh, goodness gracious, the silly answer is when I'm standing in the back deck of Gearman Steve's boat because <laughs> I don't know <laughs> if I'm going to get out again this year. But uh, I can't disagree with anyone's anyone's statements there. Um, I, for me, that the, the actual physical size of it would would not make me want to grab it in the early part, you know, from ice out. But um, it definitely, I would probably, for me, I'd gear it more towards the uh, colder water. Uh, in, you know, October, September, October time frame. That's, that's where I would settle on. So, but. You could beat the bank up with it pretty easily. Yes. Yes, you could. You know, if you're from a boat um, and casting into the bank when those, you know, we have the luxury of fishing year round in, in some of the surrounding states. Uh, you could certainly hit it, cast it right out there, and it'd be in six inches of water, give it a couple taps, and then just pull it over that structure real easily. So it's, uh, like I said, beat the bank up with it too. Yeah. Good things. Um, I just, it, it, it's, it's really, it, it's unique. So uh, kind of a quick recap on it. Uh, there is inventory on the site. They don't really have it anywhere else. Um, it's a, uh, like, like Todd was saying, it dives deeper than expected, but it floats up real nice. You can work it slow. It trolls, it holds a good speed while trolling. Uh, the tail tends to not get hung up. Uh, it's versatile. It has big thumps to it. It's, you know, you don't need to be experienced to make this bait function. So I want to thank, uh, BNN Tackle for their, uh, for their donation. And again, I didn't hit this in the beginning. We will be selling these baits uh, maybe a week or so after this show airs. All the proceeds are going to Muskie's Inc. to help feed the minnows. Um, I I probably should have hit on this last time, but Joel from uh, Three Rivers did 
make up make a post if anyone's curious. Uh, we were at the bottom of a post. I think they had tournament results on the top part of the post, and then a little a uh, couple lines at the bottom saying that we, what we donated for the last uh, the last minnow fund. Uh, the bottom the last, of the barrel. Yes, uh, the last bait review uh, when we sold it. Um, so again, we're going to be putting this one up for sale. Big thanks to BNN. It is the Grubby Slasher. All right, turning the page. I think I like it the more we talk about it. <laughs> it it's okay. Like I don't want to dwell too like much my, on it, but to me, if it was in front of me right now, I would. Maybe I'm the only one that does this, but I can't be. I kind of pretend my hand's a musky mouth, and I'm just kind of like t-boning the side of it, and you hold on to it. That's what I'd be doing with it right now. Yeah. <laughs> Are you doing it's a bait that? that makes, it's a bait when I'm casting. It makes me want to go, wee. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It makes fans want to go, wee. Wee. <laughs> Can I uh, interrupt this? No one was talking. Okay. You well, have the floor. I was confused. <laughs> Define slow roll. To me? There's so many things that are set out there. It's like you can kind of slow roll it. Gear man Steve said it. Do you want me to? I have my no. definition. So I'll give the definition of what I see it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, it's traditionally used to uh, obviously bring in bucktails, and the bucktails are slowly rotating. But I like to use it as uh, a means of slowly reeling. So you can slow roll a bunch of baits, in my opinion. So maybe I'm using the vernacular wrong. But when I first cast it out, I just was kind of doing uh, enough cranking that it kept it just under the water so it wasn't quite a wake bait. But I was slowly rolling the handle around the reel. So it was so straight. It was uh, just retrieve-oriented. Straight, straight retrieve, but slow. Okay. It's a cadence thing, I guess. Gotcha. And I, I, I want to expand a tad bit onto that. Some baits do not do well slow rolled. Like right. you, you need a certain, it has a, not necessarily a speed limit, but a, a minimum speed to get them to move. Um, mm-hmm. I know we've talked about this before with like Wiley's at two miles an hour, a Wiley is not doing anything. And, uh, you get yep. up to four or five miles an hour, it starts, Hey, this thing comes alive. So for like well. a slow roll for me is my definition of a slow roll would be to where it's n- almost partly like how it would be resting if you cast out and it's just sitting on the top of the water, like this, like a really slow motion to where it almost is still out of the water. Like it still hasn't dived enough. And like in this bait's case, it was, it was wiggly for me. It was doing action. So that bait. Dove. Yeah. Yep. So. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Yeah, I, I just wouldn't. That's such a like a fisherman's term. Some people probably like, oh yeah, slow roll for sure. Yeah, I do that all the time. You know, no doubt I'm <laughs> up there slow rolling around. Yeah, I, I just put twenties on just my so truck you know. and I was going around. Yeah. I was slow rolling. So slow when, when people are saying slow rolling, it means that their retrieve is a bit slower. I just wanted to clarify that. Almost painfully slow, in my opinion, but. <laughs> Just like when people say, I'm burning bucktails. Really? Is it just because you're reeling, you're calling it burning bucktails? Or are you like, you know, breaking a sweat doing this? Are you trying to maintain a, you know, a four mile an hour average? 
kind of thing. I mean, I, I'm burning garlic right now, and there isn't a vampire in sight. <laughs> well, that's good, because I bet you there's not a crucifix in that <laughs> camper. <laughs> I don't think there is, no. <laughs> no, there's not. It was blessed, though, by a priest, I can tell you that. <laughs> Father Sean blessed my camper. Did he? <laughs> he absolutely did. Yeah, he's a friend of uh, Todd and I's. No, I got to ask. So, on, under what conditions? Like, did he be like, "Man, you need a lot of help. Can I bless this for you?" Uh, it, was, it was after the squirrels ate the last one. Yeah. Oh, so if... I said. Well, he was. He, <laughs> I was need help. he was. Todd was at home, and he was staying at Todd's. And one night, he came down, uh, and just to have like a fireside chat. And I said, you know there's something going on with these campers. Like, can you, I need all the help I can get, you know, can you bless this thing? And he's like, what do you mean? I was like, I've gone through three in like two years. <laughs> More than both. So, so he blessed, he blessed it. I swear to God that happened. I swear to please, Johnny. please tell me, did he sprinkle holy water on it and it boiled? <laughs> no, he just like prayed to shake it. Like, prayed that it wouldn't happen again and, and you know it's been good i think good. that it's it's more you know father sean's blessing rather than the garlic um but i don't know because this garlic is extremely potent <laughs> i mean people are literally pulling their campers out right now <laughs> the neighbor's cars paints peeling <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Are we going to get on to the next one? Yeah, I think breakups in between are good. Okay. <laughs> and bless you, my son. We, we have to. Last time we came on. I know. We were like, we were like, just <laughs> I like forgot bursting. about that. <laughs> we were yeah. both bursting. We were just like, ah. <laughs> this is way too professional. Yeah. You got to open up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Captain Garlic, you good now? Right on. Ready to go. Okay. All right, the next one. Um, it's a glider, Matt Galipsy. He makes it with his, uh, he has a partner. His partner's name is Dennis. I did not ask permission from Dennis, so I'm not using a last name. Um, it's called the Double Trouble. It is. It is, it is different because... I have seen some people pull this off, but not not very often. The one of the earlier ones that come to mind, and Todd, you might remember this. You remember the kid that was using rattlesnake skin on baits early oh, yeah. in the Butler show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, this was it real skin. This was actually skin from snakes. Yes. Yeah. This glider, since I haven't given it away yet, actually has skin from a perch in it and it tell me am i wrong it um there's a lot of like actual perch lookiness to it because it's the skin from a perch it is a perch yeah (laughs) Yeah, for sure yeah it's as realistic as you can get i mean yes it is um and i i think that this is a perch from Chautauqua Lake that he caught off the docks when he came and fished with Todd and myself. It 
I'm, I, I got some of this story last night. He might not have caught that perch, but I'm, I think you're right that it did come um, from Chautauqua. It's a big friggin' perch for Chautauqua. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's where they all go. Is it, They don't go into stomachs. They go into gliders. Yeah. That was a joke. Anyways, um, <laughs> it failed. But anyways, uh, Matt, he paints the baits. Dennis shapes the wood. Uh, it is it is made of poplar, believe it or not. He sources it locally. Um, if I'm not mistaken, he's a Virginia boy. I think it's Virginia, not West Virginia. I apologize. It's if one I'm of wrong. the Virginias. Yeah, it's down there. Um, he, let's see. I want to make sure I'm reading this right. Um, he learned bait making from a guy... Don, and I'm going to mess this up. I'm sorry, Matt. Slaggle? He was an old-time bait builder. And uh, he taught him how to uh, how to seal the wood. It, it's it's kind of like Ed Ladiana. The, the way he was telling me the story of this Don guy. Um, like, just like, I guess every community has like this old-timey bait maker. And he, he learned, learned the tricks and trades from him. How to, you know, taught him how to seal the bait and you know, why poplar was such a good wood, you know, has a great density for gliders. Um, you know, with this bait in particular, they shape them, they weight them, they seal them and individually test them. Like each bait is getting tested. Um, there is, I'm going to try to not, I took some notes down on this whole skin thing, but I'm going to leave it even more vague from my notes, but they have a drying process he does have to touch up the skin of uh, the skin a little bit with some paint, and believe it or not, that bait has what I have written here: ten to twelve coats of clear to kind of make it smooth, to make it you know not have any kind of weird waviness going on because that that process of, of making the skin attached to the bait it, itself. Um. Some interesting things about this bait, like I said, it's an individual deal. This is a slow process. Uh, when they start out, about 25% of the blanks don't pass the first test. And then when it's all said and done with, like, all the coats of clear and stuff on it, another 20 to 25% don't make the grade. So you could, you know, for easy numbers, say um, half of them don't make it to the final the final uh, step, the final, like there's functional baits. So you have a one in two chance. So there's, there's a lot of effort that goes into this, um, especially with the, uh, the whole fish scales, the, the skin in it. And uh, it's, it's a really cool process as he described over the phone, but I, I want to be extra vague just to be um, very respectful there. Um the average price, he doesn't, he does not take orders. He makes them when he makes them. He puts them up for sale on Facebook. Uh, he is, uh, I guess the term would be like the moderator or the chief head honcho of Basement Bates Buy, Sell, Trade. And that's where you'll tend to find these when he has them. And uh, he sells them a couple, you know, sometimes outright, you know, however. But they tend to be an average... The average price bait on one of these gliders is about two hundred and fifty dollars, 
So I'd call it more of a higher end um, bait on the uh, price scale. Um, no orders. Don't ask him. He does it at his own pace. And um, So these are tough to get. They are not easy to get. So, Vance, you want to just kind of describe how this bait looks, and I'll look at my photo and help out when... Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and I just want to clarify when you said the first 25% don't work. It's not that the one, the ones that you would be able to purchase, they are working. All individually tested. That's that's how this yeah. stuff, you, you start cutting off. Hey, this thing, because with gliders and wood, no two piece of wood's the same. You have the wrong no density doubt. in the wrong spot. It's just not going to run no matter how you shaped it. So No doubt. Yep. Uh from just holding this thing, I mean, it's a masterpiece. It's absolutely beautiful. Um, there are so many layers on this. When Andy touched base on the epoxy, um, it's a, it's just a complete stunner. It looks like a real fish. And then you can see there's fin work on it, and there's gill work on it. There's multiple gill, uh, multiple gill, uh, gills on here, and um, it's. It's just a friggin' stunner. It looks like a taxidermy perch. Um, you know, of course, the head is off of it, but um, 3D eyes, beautiful fins. I can turn it kind of at a 45-degree angle and look down and see these multiple layers uh, that, that he took time on to do. Uh, it's unique. It looks exactly like a perch. You can see these scales on here um when you move it in the light and uh i mean just very very impressive uh would stand out uh in a group of top uh bait makers for sure you could stand right there with them so it's it's really really neat something that weight on it weight on it it's heavy you asked me how how heavy the the last ones were yep how heavy do you feel the, that is I would say it's probably like eight to ten ounces. I'd say that's a good guess because that's where I would guess, and it's been yeah. a while since I've held it. Something else mm -hmm. to point out with with his the way he layers his paints. Someone who has an eye for this can pick this up, but I'm going to point this out so anyone who can actually ever touch one of these. With all those layers of epoxy, he paints on like he paints on epoxy. So that means there is a layer of clear underneath the paint and the skin. So you can almost get like a 3D shifting effect on this because the paint isn't actually touching the skin itself. It is hovering above with a buffer of clear between it. I don't know, Vance, can you kind of get that when you shift it? You can almost like look around the paint almost. Yeah, um, absolutely. You can, And that's what I'm doing more here is I'm examining it. Yeah. The more I put it in light and twist it, uh, things are starting to pop. So cool. Yep. It's a two hook bait. Um, it's also a soft tail. We, we did not mention that it has, it has a nice, it has a grub, but the grub I would say is almost the opposite of that BNN we were talking about. This is a long skinny grub, um, that the tail itself, which, um, you see this this tail often in soft tail glide baits as it doesn't put up a lot of resistance. So the bait 
is less impeded when you're uh when you're fishing it because yeah and that grub tail is on there good i think it's like the screw yes it's uh, the spring screw thing yeah a spring screw application and there might be a little glue in there no there i don't think there is it's just the spring screw application and those things are on there as i'm putting decent pressure on it uh, very nice that bait is not yours so do not break it that's what that's why i said light pressure okay as i remind you <laughs> um all right well then uh that's kind of like the bait itself it looks like a perch like a real perch so i'm gonna i'm just gonna jump right into gear man tell yes, me tell so, me tell me your your experience well so when you handed me the bait i mean it's almost too beautiful even to cast i hate to say it and um yeah so when you put it on you could definitely feel the weight um casting it i mean you can obviously if you <laughs> you have a stout enough rod it, it, you could bomb this thing but the the uh, cadence of this to work it it has to be kind of slow and deliberate because it, it, being such a heavy bait, it has like a kind of a side tilt head roll, if you will. Kind of you'll jerk it and it kind of uh, gives you kind of a head roll to the right and you jerk it and comes back to the left. So it's it's definitely a bait that uh, lends itself to real slow, uh, deliberate workings. Um, you know, let me let me ask you this. What kind of rod would you use on this bait? Man, uh Shakespeare King Cat. <laughs> so the rod I had, I had a, a G Loomis four to ten ounce, and and I think it was to the top end of that. I'd even go a higher one. I'd go to that extra extra heavy, just because it just just casting it felt and pretty <laughs> top end. Um, and I, I don't like long rods for uh, glide baits. So I you know. I get one of those more stout, like eight foot rods, I think would be what I would use to, to cast this thing. And the only challenge is when you're that stout, you don't have that limber tip to really get the gliding going. So there's a kind of weird, uh, uh in between, but, but with the way this bait works again, just kind of those kind of, uh, deliberate pulls. You won't, you won't need kind of the snaps if you want to quick walk with it. Cause I think it more lends itself to that kind of slow back and forth. Cause I think if you get too aggressive, it comes up pretty quick. So I, I, I you know, it, it definitely has that kind of um, unique kind of tilt to it, and, and and when you're when you're working it, but I, I think you know that deliberate slow uh, kind of cadence and working is, is where it shines, and and uh, and so that you know from a glide bait standpoint, uh, it, it definitely fits if you want to hit over those submerged weeds or try to get those kind of sluggish fish with that slow movement. I think you get a lot of attention out of it from there. So, but a boy, I'd hate to see a fish T-bone that beautiful bait. <laughs> yeah, it just looks it looks really nice. A lot of so, work went into it. Yeah, so that that was my impression of it. Okay, Vance, what do you think? Is this when I would fish it style? No, this is. Tell me about your your time using it. Oh, my time using it. Yeah, uh, heavy. It took the line off my reel. Uh, I would definitely use an extra heavy rod with this. Um, it has a decent sinking uh, because of its weight. It sinks pretty fast. It's on the on the back end of the bait, and it glides probably about like when when I was using it. 
in uh, the situation I was, uh, and it was a bit windy that day, I would say that it, it, it glides probably about a foot to each side. Um, good sinking time, and um, it glides, but you definitely have to work it because it is so heavy and it's a larger bait. Um, slower. And I think that's what it's designed to do, as, as Steve was uh, was saying. Mm-hmm. And I wonder. Well, uh, this is on the on the back uh, on the uh, the other go around. So okay, uh, go ahead. All right. So Todd, you have you have. I'm, we're noticing a pattern on this. Do you have anything that you kind of want to add to it with your testing? Uh oh, Todd. He's falling asleep. <laughs> I'm here. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> right. Now I hit the mute the the uh, mute button, but uh, okay. Yeah, I, I I had nothing. Uh, you know, it 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 was heavy. It was a little heavy to cast. I mean, th- there there was a lot of effort goes into the cast mm-hmm. over the long run if you're going to fish it. Uh, but you know, working it same as uh, same as the guy said. You know, it it sank quickly as soon as I started tapping. It came up uh, as most gliders. You know, it it was. You know, something I'd fish over top of some weeds, things like that. Uh, Vance touched on the uh, appearance of it, and he said something about taxidermy. And that's what I, as we're as you're discussing the process here, these guys are doing taxidermy work along with making the bait. I mean, that that's what they do. I mean, I've watched the guy skin, uh, you know, fish that does taxidermy, and that's, you know, it ends up, there's a drying process. You put it on. You have to touch up the paint. So these guys are incorporating. That's really what you do in taxidermy and putting it on these baits, which is uh, which. How do you get more realistic than that? Uh, as far as the look goes, but uh, yeah, yeah. So I'm going to kind of add some stuff to it. I I found that this this is a bait that kind of has a soft spot for, for what my memory has on what I used to be able to do. But like it is a, I almost want to call it like scalpel like bait for me because I'll come up and and like, okay, I'm going to dissect this area and I'm going to do it as thoroughly as I can. And just because like what everyone here said, I don't want to just keep repeating all this stuff. I'll give an example. Um, it's a deliberate, like I am deliberately putting this here for this reason. I'm going to work you slow. I can control your depth by how fast I tap it. It gives me a lot of vertical control with that. Like if I'm like, I need to go up higher over this for whatever reason, I can couple quick taps. It comes up. I can let it sink and I'm not waiting a year for this thing to get down. Um, so I kind of like it for that because these fish are going to have some time to look at this because I'm probably not going to be working it very fast. Um, it, I found that a lollipop cast with it was a lot better than a power cast. As everyone said, this, this bait has some heft to it and you do kind of, you do have to, it, it translates into making it work as well. It has a little bit more effort input in, uh, to, to get it to go back and forth because, you know, you're moving a lot of mass with this. It has a good profile to it. It's a larger meal. 
I mean, it's at least eight inches, right, Vance? No doubt, yeah. Okay, yeah, because it's not in front of me. I don't know, like, what, you know how, like, people measure baits? They're, like, the 10-inch bait 12 with the lip. Yeah, uh, just where this, the tail this, starts. I'm not counting this is, stretching this, yeah, the tail this is out. An, this is an 8-inch bait, and the tail hanging vertically would take you down to, like, 13, 14 inches. Yeah, so it's an eight-inch bait. It, the, the the main body of this, so it has a and it has a healthy profile on the side of it. To me, it's going to be. I I'm not covering water with this bait. To me, I'm I want to pick something apart with it, and um, you know that's that's kind of like my sweet spot with it, and where I feel that these strengths are coming out. So um. Let's let's go uh, let's go around when and where you guys would want to fish this. I know I kind of answered that, but let me let me ask you this though. Okay. With something that is heavy as this, and you said the lob cast, yep, is is nice. You know, you can almost cast this thing like it's uh, a big rubber bait. You know, where people like to do that overhead, tap the water and throw it over your head. They could do that as well. It's that heavy. Would a glider? this heavy does it work well in situations like on a river where you get into some type of current or heavy winds on a lake would you say that that it could shine in that that moment with a glider that's this heavy you got fast water you want to glide but you know you got to go if you're in if you're in fast water, you got to go tap 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 to get it in, uh, to get it in in front of you. Could you use something that's this heavy to slow that presentation down in a fast water? So I, I know I know what you're kind of I know like if this was directed to me, I know what I know what you're trying to say. I have it pictured in my head, but typically I would be targeting more like the seams of fast water, slow water, or find some some more slacked area, but. What I what I feel in rivers, especially in like that fast water, it, it might not so much be the perfect textbook presentation that you want to see, but more or less having it in the right spot and kind of having it do something. And that fish has a half a second to say, I'm going to eat you or not. So like in those faster current situations, and I, like I, I have this in my head that I'm not going to be able to describe um, having it there and you even, even if your, your cadence is, is garbage because the current messes stuff up, it just does. You, are you going with current? Are you going against current? And, uh, having it there and kind of like flip flopping around with, you know, however the current can take it. I mean, are you getting some kind of weird eddy boils coming up from stuff on the bottom or is it just like a straight sh- shot and you get uniform, Getting it there, getting it midway in the column, and having it turn and flip, and I, I can only imagine that if there's any sight element to it, this bait is going to shine because it's not paint that's really making it look like a fish if they're picking up any of this stuff. I'm sure that there's some level of realism that has to come through with it, so... Yeah, I think it can be done, but I would not be targeting it at fast water. I'd be finding the seams behind structure or some slack water. Right on. I'll just go first with it then. Okay. Um, and yes, absolutely. 
I would be working the current, uh, you know, outside of the current into an eddy. Absolutely. This has like river bait written all over it. Big profile sinks, spends a lot of time in an area. Um, but like when I was casting it, I had wind, uh, on Chautauqua Lake. Uh, it was like your standard guy wants to go out fly fishing and you have like, you know, two <laughs> 30 footers. mile an hour winds. <laughs> yeah. And when I was casting it in this, in this wind situation to, to, to test this bait while everybody else was fishing, uh, I, I just noticed that it tracked a little bit better in that situation. Um, in the in the bigger waves and um because it was it, harder it, it, to it toss followed, around it it followed my tip better i could say that okay uh, because it was heavier um were you throwing out behind the boat vance i was okay yeah yeah i was it just like i could i i felt like a connection with the bait in a more like duress situation on the water in a place that I didn't even want to fish the bait, you know, mm -hmm. I just cast it out into it and I was tapping. I was like, okay, yeah, I got it. I can feel it. Okay. Figure eight. Uh, I, I could, I had more connection with the bait in an adverse situation. Um, than yeah. I would with something that is just a mass production glider, maybe, you know, a, a hellhound or something like that. There was some weight there that I could connect with the bait. So, uh, I just want to, say that that is a that is a uh, a plus on it and and that strictly has to do with that weight and um but like you know anytime i get a glider like this i just immediately think of a river mm -hmm. you know what i do vance i i throw them off the dock before the guys get there mm -hmm. i can i can run gliders great off that dock but you get out into the waters on chautauqua when there's most of the time, you know, that chop and no, you know, no. gliders just aren't conducive, but standing on the dock, even when it's windy, gliders are great. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So where would you want to fish it, Todd? Or, or are dock. you saying off no, the dock? The dock. I, yeah, I, I would want some, you know, it, the only time I, I grab the gliders is on a, a day that it's calm that I know I can go through slowly. I don't have to be pulling, uh, or if I am pulling with the trolling motor, just barely, you know, cause I don't want to be, you know, the way a lot of guys fish, they just put that trolling motor on the whole time trying to work the glider. It's coming in, boom, boom, it's coming in like I'm on a river. It'll glide to the right, not to the left. Uh, so I'm going to grab big, it on, on big glides too, like all the way over to the, like 12 feet away from the, Trans on one side and the other yeah. side it doesn't come back and then the next thing you know you're fishing behind the boat or if you're into the wind i can't fish it you know i i watch and i was like okay it covered 10 feet of water so i'm going to pick it on a calm day when i think those fish are up in those weed pockets and i'm going to let it settle a little bit and do you know two two three taps let it settle again two three taps let it settle and uh that big night crawler like tail on the end that that's what the tails on those uh you know the glide baits that the guys are using or, or making it, it reminds me of a big rubber worm you know that you're fishing 
uh, with that little little twist at the end, and uh, mm-hmm. it makes it look long, and I'm sure it attracts the fish. <clears throat> yep, Steve. So I think with the size and its slow movement, just when I was fishing it, you know, I, I was thinking like fall with the leaves turning and that crisp in the air. It, it seemed like a colder water type of fall bait that, again, you could just work slow over areas that, that you know, we just waiting for that bite window to happen and have something come up and, and crush or at least get a lot of interest of fish, and sh- fish showing themselves so you at least know where they are so you can come back and, and – maybe trigger them. So uh, that's the feel I had for it. It's kind of that, uh, you know, early to mid to late fall, even type of lure, uh, just as as would be my inclination on it. So. Yeah. Without repeating what everyone else has repeated, I, I'm going to pretty much just say double nickels on the river. That's all I need to say. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, I could tell you this, uh, the bait maker messaged me and said, do not screw up my epoxy by baking it on uh, the <laughs> boat. <laughs> and uh, so I left it out there a little longer, uh, you know, in spite of them just saying that, you know. Um, Half of it bubbled off the side because it has living no. cells in it. <laughs> this thing, I mean, it is not moving. Do you hear these? Do you hear that? I hear beeping. I'm putting it in the microwave. Oh, okay. Came out. I was going to say it sounds like a microwave. And <laughs> the epoxy is holding up incredibly. Um, the tail's melted, but the epoxy's not. The tail is a little bit more. It looks longer now, but it is perfect. There might have been a couple sparks. <laughs> there might have been. It, Okay, but it, the real it, test is I want you to put all that garlic on the on the top of it and see if it can melt through it. The garlic <laughs> is on that baby. The gar oh yeah. The garlic is, is uh it's an incredible fire starter. Okay. <laughs> I mean this thing is just lit up. I can't smell it of course, but it worked well. <laughs> or that all natural gas leak a- inside the camper either. <laughs> <laughs> all these baits will have a garlic uh smell to them because vance was biting him when he wasn't speaking <laughs> no but the the epoxy on it, it, it it's great i think i'm pretty sure this is probably the prettiest bait we're going to uh review <laughs> definitely really really cool this is it's it's a fishable bait but you know that people are collecting them like this is just straight up a collect collector's uh alley with how much yeah. work that goes into this and stuff. It's it's insane. It would be like, you know, making your uh fiberglass replica of a muscle yeah. and you know, just <laughs> and fishing it in the water yeah. for some reason. Yeah. Let's incredible. cut this tail off and put a big rubber grub on the back of it. <laughs> Let's drag it. People think we have one on all the time. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you know. Really good bait. I love it. Nice. All right. Um, I'm going to say Vance pretty much did the the, the little review sum sum up that I've been doing, so I'm going to just kind of move on to the next one, unless you have something else you want to bring up to have you guys not have your heads explode. (laughs) The break. The break. Oh, my God. Football green. I'm fucked. (laughs) (laughs) 
We're good. Okay, we're good. All right. So this is the first of our double bait makers. The what I mean by <laughs> double bait makers is uh, bait makers who shipped us more than a single bait. Um, we reviewed the flap tail from Smitty Baits on the last show. We're re- reviewing the large jerk bait now. So I'm going to do a quick run through um, of some of the history on this, and then uh, I'm going to do the phone conversation, kind of how I've been doing this. So um, Smitty Bates started in 1970. Um, that's when the kind of the business took took off, or I'd say it got established. Uh, the It's a father-son team right now. Uh, we have Jake, and the father's name is Russ. Russ started it. Um, they, uh, they're guides. They guide in the summer, and they make baits in the fall. And... Um, Kind of, they try to build enough during the off season to uh, carry them through the summer. And this bait is one of the first baits they actually made. Um, it actually, from what I wrote down, they started making it in 1970. So for the last 51 years, they've been making this bait. Um, Russ. Um, started like lathing these things out. They had a template and, you know, have a spot where they add some weight and put the hooks and all that stuff. And pretty much it has stayed very true to form in the last 51 years. Uh, I did catch wind that they have, you know, updated the process a little bit more to make it more repeatable. Um, but you know, overall it's, it's essentially the same bait. Uh, I've already told you the name. It's the large jerk bait. It is nine inches long and they have various sizes now, but this was the original. Um, the tie point in the front is a screw eye. And the reason I brought that up is because the hook hangers, there's something neat about these hook hangers because it's not the only bait that's been doing this. They run cotter pins for the hook hangers, like legit cotter pins. Um, and in 51 years, according to Jake, there has been no known issues that they were aware of. And the I, br- I say it like that is because the debate of like nowadays of the screw eye versus through wire. Well, guys, look, the, look at this. We got cotter pins. And for 50 years, half a century, as far as they know, no complaints. So I think that that's pretty cool to kind of have that 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 way. It it kind of reminds yeah. me of like a simpler time looking at the bait with just this was what was readily available and it functions great. So yeah, but do they catch fish yeah. as big as me on my body of water? Well, what you might not realize is I have one under the dock here. It's six foot long. Wow. <laughs> so Vance anglers ba- are always saying that <laughs> <laughs> the bait's in front of you let's let's hear a description description uh this is the this is a paying homage to the man here uh the three eyes intelligence integrity and intensity um it's a mud puppy. It is a mud and, puppy. Yeah, it, it is. Uh, it is old school. It looks like something that I would have grabbed out of uh, 
of generations before me's uh, box. It's really, it's cool. Uh, so you got these cotter pins, and uh, they're well placed. And uh, if you could, if I could, desi- if I could go from head to tail on this thing, um, I would say it starts out with a Pac-Man face, like the game. Pac-Man. <laughs> yeah. It yeah. Okay. So like the profile it, of it, it has it has a notch cut out like a fish's mouth. Yes. Okay. It looks like Pac. It looks like Pac-Man. It sure does. And it and it tapers uh, down thinner to the tail. Um, About what's the diameter or, of the tail, and that that is the measurement across the circle. The diameter. Yes. Half inch. Half inch, and it probably tapers up to what three quarters, seven eighths to the head. The head is at least an inch. You know? Okay, so somewhere, somewhere around there. Yeah, somewhere in there, um, and about a third way down uh, on this bait, you can see where the lead is uh, is put in, and and it is it is another eight inch bait, uh, and the hooks are placed uh, perfectly there. I could not see them. I cannot tangle them up physically right now. So got nice little split rings off the cotter pin. Uh, and screw eye dead nuts in the middle of the Pac-Man mouth. Absolutely. A yeah. screw eye with a bigger, um, with a bigger split ring, uh, easily attachable. And, uh, it's cool. I like it. Nice, uh, nice finish on it. I guess it's epoxy. Uh, that's where you're incorrect. It's an auto okay. clear. Okay. Yeah. I'm trying to friggin' thumb this thing. I can't friggin' do it. Yeah, that was the one thing, you know. Um, you know, it's a thick, thick layer it, of auto clear. Yes. Uh, they said that they've sorted through some stuff and they found one that they really like. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, and something that should be known here. This bait, it's a $19 retail bait. How about that? That is something you will not find very often. It's been around. It's got to be some of the the oldest bait design out there that's still in production. Todd, is there anything, any other bait that you know of that's still being made earlier than 1970? You were in diapers then. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, but it, 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 I mean, I remember having these in boxes, you know what I mean? Just as Vance said, I don't know that, uh, I don't know if my dad had them or my grandpa, but going back to when that was a huge bait that we had nothing to even throw it with, you know, it, it, it's on a line of like the Suic. I'd have to see when the Suics were made. I would say it was after the Suic. I'm not sure. I don't know when the sewers came out. It might, you know, uh, with the cotter pin. I know. Didn't I, I some know. reef hogs also have the cotter pin? They did. Yeah, the they, original. They yeah. did. Yeah, they absolutely did because I have those. Yeah, like I don't know the timeline, but to kind of go along with Todd's thing, there's only there there, there could only be a handful of baits that have have stood the test of time, like this. Yeah. Some lizards and stuff. They came out in the mid seventies. Mm-hmm. 
And, and I will say I at know. that price, it's it's an inflation-proof uh, lure as well. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, that's... I know, 19 bucks. I, I actually, on the phone, I'm like, are you sure? <laughs> like... <laughs> You know, rewind 10 years ago and like $19. Holy crap. But now it's just like. Well, 10 years ago, our Raptors were 20. Well, 10 years ago, there were no Raptors. That's what I mean. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. But, I mean, it's. It, it, it packs a lot of value at $19. Yeah. I mean, a Shad Wrap at a big box store is like $10.99. I was gonna guess fifteen, but yeah, I mean you're you're right in that realm. But um yeah, so I'm gonna have uh I'm gonna have Vance. Vance, go first. Talk about talk about your experience fishing it. Okay. So it's a jerk bait. It's my favorite bait, you know, classification to use. Um casted it out there. Uh at this point in my life, if you hand me a jerk bait, and this is what I grew up using, it probably takes me mid-cast to figure out how it works best. Um, and I liked it. It is, uh, there's, there's not a lot of resistance to it uh, when, when you're pooling. Um, but in, in that aspect of it, you could be very innovative with it in your retrieval. Um, you could work it high, slow, uh, it is top heavy, um, towards the, uh, the front of the bait. Um, and it's a sinker. It's, it kind of sinks ever so slowly, uh, when you, and you just put it right in the water there. Um, so at that point, you could work this extremely deep, or depending on your cadence and your retrieve, you could you could work it shallow. It really covers all aspects of a jerk bait, um, and it was nice to just pick up, and it felt nostalgic, um, and like you could absolutely catch fish on this. It's it's uh. It was neat. Nice. Todd, let's let's hear it from you. Yeah, I'm gonna say like the same. I mean it took it took me back. I've I've probably I've tried to throw stuff like that back a long time ago before I had the rods and stuff to do it. But uh you know, we kinda had those set aside, those those big jerk I mean, not big nowadays, but back then it was a big bait and just didn't have the equipment to throw it, but man. I put it on and just as Vance said, you threw it out there and that you pulled it. It's a little different because I throw Raptors now as a jerk bait and I compare everything to them and I get used to using them. But, uh, that thing, you pulled it, you just, you know, you just pulled, you reeled up, you, and, uh, it's extremely easy to use. You can hand that to anybody. And because of it's, it's sinking, uh, sort of the way we have the Raptor for the, uh, the neutral buoyancy thing or, you know, near neutral buoyancy, I, I could hand that to anybody and say, here you go, a beginner, and they could get that thing down there into the zone and get fish on it. There's, that's what I liked about it. Really easy to use. You know, you just pull it and reel off the slack. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Good deal. Gear man. So I'm a little embarrassed because I never fished this bait, even though it's been around for older than I am. So when Andy handed it to me and I, I cast it out, I expected it to be a floater, to be honest with you. I thought it was going to be one of these baits I got to kind of rip down, mm-hmm. but the dang thing wasn't floating. And so, <laughs> and when that's you pull it out, that's the nostalgic look of it. Yeah. Like yeah. The old jerk baits float. Like I'm going to work my butt off here. Let's go. Boom, boom, yes. boom, boom, boom. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep. And that's what I was expecting to do. Um, but it's so, it, it, it glides through the water so easily that it's just minimal effort. And, and like you both said, you can work it a ton of ways and it's really neat. It kind of has that sinking aspect to it. So you can kind of pop it and it'll kind of almost glide in a sense, or you can work it a little quicker. Um, just a ton of different cadences. So, so it's sinking. Uh, a took me by surprise, but I think that's what adds to the, the versatility of it because if it's one of those old school floaters where you got to like, get an arm workout just to keep it down and working. Uh, but it certainly was that real, real easy to fish. And like Todd said, uh, this is definitely one of those baits you can hand a, a beginner who's going to feel like they're, you know, a musky fisherman working a big bait without wearing them out and, and they will have enough action uh, that, that it'll, it'll definitely catch fish. So it, it was uh, a fun and new bait to me, even though it's 50 years old that, that I really enjoy fishing. So, yeah. Man, to kind of uh, follow on the heels of what everyone else was saying, I too have never fished one until, um, you know, I got to play with this, whatever, on July 6th was uh, when Steve and I were, were testing it. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to say, like, when I, when I saw that, I'm very much in the same boat as Steve. There's a pun there. Um, but I'm like, I got to take a couple <laughs> of leaves. I got to do some stretches, get ready, because I'm going to be working my butt off to get this thing to uh, do what I wanted to do, and man, it casted nice. And when it hit the water, I'm like, "Where'd it go?" And I'm, I'm like pulling. I'm like, "Wait, there's this is this is fairly easy to do this." Like there was did my line break? Yeah, yeah, yes. I, pretty much. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I was I was very surprised. Like I I knew it kind of felt heavy, but I just didn't realize that it was essentially denser than water, and you know it had it. It wasn't a crazy sink. It was, it was nice. And I mean, it, it, I would almost say like, like whatever, like what Steve was saying and what everyone was saying, you could hand it to somebody and I don't think you could do it wrong. Even if you just reeled it straight. I mean, just having it in the water, it's, it's one of those baits that like, if you wanted to teach a guy, a gal, a newbie, whatever you want to call them to how do you, how to work a jerk bait this would be an excellent starting bait because they cast it out there and if maybe they don't get the cadence right or maybe they don't do something it's still down there it's not on the surface and any time that the real the, the line gets tight whether it's through reeling or a jerk or whatever i didn't really have it overrun itself and you know get 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 itself in trouble or anything like that it was straightforward I would say just a no frills workhorse and it, it could probably, if there's an active fish, you're absolutely going to catch them with this. And it's just, it it gave you a real good feeling, uh, using it to just like the overall effectiveness of it, that it's not going to wear you out and, um, you can, you go at your own pace, you fish it how you want to fish it. 
Now I got to say the funny thing when Annie fished it first, then he handed it to me and didn't tell me anything. And I made um, mention so, I'm not telling you anything. Yeah, so I cast <laughs> it up and, and I remember turning to Annie and said, "Dude, this thing sinks." <laughs> he goes, yeah, I found that out too. <laughs> yeah, that, that was. I'm like, I'm not gonna say this because I don't want to. I'm not going to ruin anything. I want to see if, like, for what, like, like I might get one over Steve. Like, he'll just not know that it sinks, and I could bring it up later. Like, hey, I don't know if you know this, but <laughs> yeah, but it 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 was, you know, and and the paint looks the paint looks nice. It 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 fits the bait really nice, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, so A nice modern day mud puppy with that old style and up. I'll tell a little story about the bait. So I threw that bait probably twice. And I know that, you know, all we're doing is we're just doing a test. We're not trying to catch fish. And, you know, we're, I'm, I'm not throwing it a ton because we're going to resell these and do whatever. But uh, Vance going to test at this. I threw the bait two times, took it off, keyed the hooks and sharpened them because I, 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 was, I was like, if I throw this a few more times, I don't want to miss a fish because I didn't have the hook sharp. Vance, can you attest that hooks are keyed and sharpened? Uh, very, very That's sharp. the first one I've done that to because I was like, something's going to hit this. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> On the place that so, we're fishing? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I was like, this is going to get hit. That, that was the confidence I had. That's the honest to gosh truth. Hmm. And, you know, well, okay, continue. But where we go. Yeah. Yeah. We going around to where we would fish yeah. these now? Yeah, go ahead. So it sucks because, you know, if these if this bait has been out for 50 years, is that what you're saying? Yeah, I mean, 1970, that's 51 years. I mean, I would have – this is a bait that would make people like musky fishing way more than I when I initially was introduced to it with how, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like – horrible it was to work those jerk baits and you grab a suic and a refog or a ladiano or whatever it is and i'm like bam 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 and I, like if i stop it's right to the surface this is like super easy to use yeah absolutely you know yeah. if i had this you know my god you know 15 years ago when i first started i would have been like mm, maybe i like you know maybe i don't <laughs> like this. this is a lot of work this is this is perfect for that it's like you don't know how reminds- easy it is until you try some other baits out there. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you just, you think of those, you, you think of the sta- industry history standard of jerk baits, and this is not on there. And they all rise to the surface and people are like, you know, they like that rise. It needs to be there. Mm-hmm. Like, no, it's not. It does not need to be there. You know, maybe in Wisconsin or whatever, when people were fishing high and have things flopping all over the top of the water and stuff like that. But this jerk bait is like everything that I would, would dream for it to be because it's easy to use and you can just hand it off to somebody and it's, mm-hmm. it's freaking getting down in the strike zone. It's like when I first started, it's around real special. Um, yeah. You, you know, you, it would just be perfect for that. And with those round reels, when I first started casting for them, they didn't pick up any line. And when Todd first started, they picked, I couldn't you, even use, you them. might as well just hand, <laughs> hand lined them in, uh, <laughs> you know, so it's like a, I think they were like, what did I use? Like 
ambassadors see yep. 6500 you know you crank them and they go like seven inches or whatever this would have been perfect for that and a lot easier for me to use rather than the things that i had to go bam 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 on straight up and down um just it's it's a uh this thing can can catch fish it's it's cool uh, How is it fifty years old? Why was that not like introduced? I, I, I was like, no. I, I, I'm going to hit on that too because there's when it's my turn, Todd. Which... And the thing is, like we like that's the whole idea. Of the rap, like these things are annoying. Nobody that like you can't run a sustainable business with running wars like this. They're not using them right. There's no chance. Maybe at one o'clock after they use it for five hours and are fatigued out of their ass that they're, you know, finally like figure out how these baits are going to use this thing gets down in the strike zone. It's easy. It's free. It's awesome. You know, Mm -hmm. that's like how like the Raptor was designed, you know, it was like, okay, these things are difficult to use. We need to figure out something else. Boom. Raptor. Yep. Somebody else going. Yeah. I'm just going to, I was thinking the same thing that Vance just said, you know, uh, we, we had them, who knows where, where, where it is, or the, the couple that we had in the family. Uh, I just, we didn't throw that big a bait back then. You know, when you talked about the baits that were, uh, older, you know, we were throwing vamps and creek chub pikeys and stuff like that. And mostly spinner baits, uh, never really played with the jerk baits for a long time until we had reels that could actually do it and rods that could actually do it and grab that, you know, used to catch a lot on suix and stuff, but where that bait went, I don't know. But if it did that back then, I don't know if they've changed the weighting. Uh, that's a bait that would have been in my arsenal. We'll put it that way. When I get into guiding, especially. It would have lit the lamp mm-hmm. back in the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Steve? And I'd use that thing any time of the year. Yeah, I'd, I'd say that's going to be All unanimous. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just, i got to be honest, I'm embarrassed I, I'd ever even fished one of these before because this is certainly a bait. If anybody says to me, uh, give me some baits, I'm starting off. I mean, the, the price is ridiculous. The, the the way it works is very nice. Just, I mean, just every, what everybody said, I... I just can't believe I, I discovered it now through bait testing because it certainly has a lot of applications and something that would be great to carry and, uh, and easy to use. And, you know, Vance was talking about those old reels before the even 6,500 was the 5,500 that you just couldn't bring up the slack. So when the 6,500 came out with the ambassador, it was, that was considered the high speed reel. And uh, even that was a pain when you're what was it to- like the C4? The C3, I think, was slower C- than the C4. The slower. C- oh, you're right. C3 was size. It was the C4 6500 that was like, whoa. It was like a size. green or C4. blue in color? Blue, yeah. Yeah, and even then... Did it was, the 4 or the 3 come out first? Three. The 3 came out first, but then the 4 was a higher gear ratio. Okay. Correct. So I had the, the 3. 65, yeah, the th- oh, f- yeah three, 3 was really trying to get lined. Uh, the, the 4... 6,504, again, the 65 is hundreds of size, but it was big. That was like, man, now, I've arrived. I've gotten a big musky reel now with that one. And even but, then, you had to work your tail off to... But then they had two versions of it. 
and I'm trying to remember, was it like the 6501 or so? There was some version of it to where you could have the thumb bar to free spool or the side button. Yeah. You could, yeah, you could flip the thumb bar up. Mm-hmm. And don't those things like win casting competitions for length? They do because you can super tune them on surf casting. Okay. Like you mm-hmm. can put like ceramic ball bearings and all this stuff and they, the, the, the simplicity of it. But yeah, that, that seemed, I, whether they still are, I can't tell you, mm-hmm. but 10 years, 15 years ago, they're like, yeah, you can just do so much crazy modifications to these that they cast forever. Yeah. But yes. But long story short, for, for the test of time, these have been around and, and me just discovering now a, uh, uh, that, that, that's embarrassing in a sense, but B, I'm glad to discover it because it's really a nice bay, and I'm probably going to get some <laughs> at that price because it's easy to to use and introduce someone to it. So nice. Yeah. Uh, to kind of add to what everyone's saying, I mean, obviously jerk baits—that's kind of our bread and butter any day of the year. But the price if point. Get, if if Steve gets some to use, I'm going to go straight up crank bait maker on him and never talk to him again (laughs) (laughs) for like a month and then i'll text him back or something (laughs) i would not be afraid to lose these at their price point if you get them hung up at that i mean we i mean we have a bait that we talked about earlier that might if i owned it it would it would probably never reach the water and if it did i would be prepared for swimming this is one of those ones. It's, it's like it's it's borderline like a, a walleye jig. You're like ah, I broke one off. I got five more right here, <laughs> you know. And you, but um, you know there there is just the level of versatility, and anytime, anywhere, any angler, basic instructions will get it to go. I mean, I don't know, I don't know how else to wrap it up tighter than that little package there. Um. I, I think that, and, and I kind of go along with Steve. I'm a little bit embarrassed. I, I kind of known about the bait, but it's almost been, it, it's, it's a, it's been like a kept secret or something. Like you don't see it published like you do some of the other older bait makers. Uh, like the, the amount of press that they got, you know, when you're getting into the game, trying to, trying to like, what baits do I need? What baits should I get? This and that. It's not talked about a lot. Which, and where where is it based out of? I believe they're out of Wisconsin. Yeah, it's crazy. You know, it, it thinking about the past and the jerk baits and all that stuff and how we always say that, you know, a jerk bait is something that you actually have to fish. So that's why people set it down a lot. And they may use a crankbait to do the same thing because it's easier you know tap it goes down because there's obviously a a lip there or something Uh, it takes me back to that um it it just is like how was this not how did i not know about this one yeah up there with all the other jerk baits and kind of go along with what i said it's not getting the press Mm-hmm. In the publications and, and like prior to internet stuff, there was a, a, a magazine or two, and then you yeah. don't you didn't really hear about it much when the internet was blowing up with forums. 
I don't see it discussed all that much on, on like Facebook or anything else. And, you know, I, 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 I feel that we're going to be exposing a lot of people who've been in the game for quite a while. Like, Oh yeah, that I remember seeing that bait or I may like Todd, I may have had one at one point and, um, it's, it's kind of like this little hidden gem there. That's who who's talking about it. What, you know, they obviously must be, you know, having enough demand that they keep making them, but it's, it's, I don't know. I, I guess I, I'm not horribly embarrassed about not knowing about it because it's not like it's talked about like some of the other main name brand staples out there that are mm-hmm. constantly getting pushed. So, um, these sharp hooks on here make me feel good. <laughs> well, see, I didn't want to hurt the post postman when, when I shipped them. So mm, these I, are really nice. It's, these are sharp as I get them. I mean, they're, they're perfect. So when we go to sell all these, someone's going to have a, a, a T, a T Y sharpening job. Yeah. This is how one. it's supposed to be done. Quick yeah. A quick one. Yeah. When you're like, if you have a box of hooks or whatever, and you know that, it's like going good on the uh, on the lake. I'll take like ten of them, and I'll sit here with a pre-sharpen and pre-sharpen them. Yeah, just like Toddy does, and uh, I'm right there with it. These are friggin' sharp as hell. On the, I do not like these hooks. I always say that. <clears throat> are but, they? What are they? Can't remember what hooks are in there. What do you think they are? They're must add thirty-five, sixty-five yeah, BRs, three I hate them because I have to sharpen them down to this, but it, it does, mm. no pun intended, sharpen. You know your skill. Um, these are sharp as ever. They're yeah, so I, I want to add some some background information to why Vance said he hates those hooks. Uh, because eighty percent of our baits that we make use those hooks. <laughs> I buy them by the thousands and thousands every year. It's true. Yeah. You have to you have to sharpen the hell out of them. They need sharp. Very easy to use and very easy to cut. You know, right. but it's just like you have to sharpen them. You know, anybody that's yeah. not doing that should do that. Hmm. Sharpen your hooks. Oh, guys! Guys, keep buying rafters over at the uh, at Hogan's, bringing them over, and uh, you know, like, yeah, I, I want to use this one. And they start as soon as they put, I'm, it, like, I have a hard time letting them throw. It's like, yeah, yeah like, probably no. shouldn't throw that right now. We, yeah, you, you need you need to do some work here. Hold mm-hmm. on, let me sharpen your hook because <laughs> something might hit it on the first jerk here, and I do not want this fish uh, not getting. Linked up. <laughs> yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, h- here's a slicker way of doing it, Todd. You're like, oh wow, you just picked up. Can, can I see it? And yeah, and start looking. I just start hitting it with the file. Like, well, what are you doing? You're like, don't you worry. Yeah, and then I gra- yeah, then I grab flyers. Like, what are you doing? Oh, don't, don't worry. I'll... <laughs> Top not, not secret. Here. Use 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 this one first, <laughs> and then I'll let you use yours. I got to do that work too first. Absolutely. <laughs> I don't really feel like sharpening any more hooks and just playing my life. <laughs> guys, got any other comments that on any of the baits? That's our three. No, An all... hour and forty-seven minutes into it. Yeah, I I could say this though about like this jerk bait and why I called it like the 
you know, round reel special. Um, a lot of the, the reels nowadays, they pick up so much line on the high speeds that you don't necessarily get this pause that a jerk bait is supposed to do. Um, like on my Trinx 400, I can just crank it two and a half times and I'm right back to the bait after a solid jerk. Um, and at that point, like, you know, if you're just straight retrieving like that, boom, 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 it's not giving that pause aspect of it. Um, I would just say like, as a tip for people, make sure that pause is still happening because these reels nowadays, no one's really using the round reels anymore. If you're well-versed and it's a great, um, you know, for other, other things, you know, but when you're using a jerk bait presentation, um, with how quick it, it picks up that line, you know, make sure you concentrate on pausing the bait still because it picks up so much line where it's just like the thing is right back to the boat very quickly. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. It does. Mm -hmm. All right. Anything else? I don't know. No, but I'm good. I might be, I might be looking for this lot on sale because I might be bit. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. It's a great lot. I mean, you got this taxidermy beauty bait. You got Talons. this this they're, crazy they're all, hybrid. All, yeah, they're all fish fish catchers plus the fish catcher. That's I don't know if more people spend more time on bait than this taxidermy bait. Yeah. The catches fish, you know, it's a, this is a good lot. I'm going to throw it up on future of our muskies again. Um, if anybody can't find that, that listens to this, there's a couple people last time, um, message me, I'll get you in the group. Uh, we're going to do an, a, uh, not an auction, but a, uh, what is that called? A raffle. A raffle. raffle. A raffle style, and uh, again, all the proceeds uh, go to Muskie Zinc Minnow Funds, and uh, it's going to do a good cause, so it's been a lot of fun. All right. With that, I'm going to uh, thank our sponsors, Fat AZ Muskie Products, Muddy Creek Fishing Guides, St. Croix Rods, Ranger Boats, Vicks Marine, and Aqua Traction. Um. And also, big thanks to all the bait makers who donated baits. Please, um, if you like this show and uh, you know you're interested, please reach out at the respected outlets. Uh, BNN Tackle. Uh, we had Matt Galipsy and Smitty Baits on this show. So, um, guys, be, if you're out there fishing, have fun, be safe, good luck. Thanks for listening.